Good afternoon, Fabrizia. How are you? Good afternoon. So we're back with uh, another episode of the Closing the Gap podcast. Yes. Uh, after, after a few weeks where we are a bit silent, we're pretty busy. So now we're back and this is going to be episode 13. Are you superstitious? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. So well, you know, it depends which way you look at it. There are cultures where 13 is lucky. Uh-huh. 17 is unlucky and 17 is lucky in some other places. I remember when I was at boarding school, when I went to England the first time and I was 13 years old and I went to boarding school and I had, after my first semester, I think uh, I had my first exams and it was a small school and the headmistress sent a little note to everyone who was having a test the next day. She would give it to us the day before with her best wishes for the exams. And this little note had a black cat on it. And in Italy, you know, a black cat is very bad Mm. luck. (laughs) And in England, it's a sign of very good luck. It's like for us, you know, a four leaf clover or something like that. So that's when my whole idea of superstition fell apart. And I decided that, forget it. Anyway, I passed the exams and the black cats are absolutely a sign of good luck for me. So (laughs) 13, this is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. So uh, today I wanted to talk to you about uh, a very specific topic uh, and it's one of uh, relationships or networking or the idea that artists and photographers cannot grow in a vacuum when it, uh, to, to have a network. I think it's important either for, for becoming, uh, I mean for growing as an artist, but also for being successful. You cannot just be successful if you don't uh, uh, interact with others. And I was uh, uh, especially, uh, I mean, I was prompted to discuss this topic. Uh, what prompted me to, to ask you to discuss this topic is an article that I found uh, on a website. It's called artsy.net. And this is an article. Uh, the title of the article, we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, the title of the article is Study Finds Artists Become Famous Through Their Friends, Not the Originality of Their Work, uh, which I think is uh, is quite interesting. Um, the, the article is based on a, on a study that was made by a professor at the Columbia Business School. Uh, his name is Paul Ingram. Uh, he did this study with uh, a colleague, Mitali Banerjee, of uh, HEC Paris. And they used the information about uh, uh, statistics that were collected by the Museum of Modern Art in New York. And they used this to examine the role that creativity and social networks, I mean, taken in a very broad term, I mean, social networks, not just Facebook and Instagram, but more like uh, real life social networks also, played for these artists in relationship to their fame. And they relayed their findings in a paper. And uh, the conclusion basically was that uh, for successful artists, it was more important uh, making friends, making the right connections, uh, turned out to be more important than producing novel art. I can believe that. And it can also be taken to the other extreme, which we may look at later. But um, definitely, if we if we think about our work as photographers, 
um, photography is a very isolating type of work. Whether you do it as, a, as an amateur or you do it as a professional, we work alone. You know, you shoot, you, yes, you, you shoot people maybe, and so you interact with your clients or your models, but uh, it's, a, it's just about the shooting. And then we, we go home and we spend hours in front of our computers and we edit and we play around with our images and then we figure out another shoot. And it's um, it can become very, very isolating. And running a business, if you are a photographer and you have a business, um, that's also, you know, quite, quite lonely. So I've, I found early on that it's really, really important to create connections with others with other photographers, with other people. And, you know, we can look at a few ways of making this happen and um, and make it, it and, and reason, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> and then making, finding the reasons why it's worth uh, thinking about it and investing some time into it. Even if you are an introvert, there needs to be a way that you can connect with others Otherwise, you're going to be a lone island. And you're not really going anywhere. Yeah, what the, that study found that was uh, the greatest predictor of fame for an artist was having a network of contacts from various countries, um, being cosmopolitan and being able to reach different markets or develop ideas inspired by foreign cultures. And they say that the linchpin of the network at the time was Kandinsky because he had so so many connections all over the world and uh, so but you know there is this kind of a myth of the lone artist producing great art uh, when he's uh, alone in his studio uh, or atelier like Van Gogh and so on but even Van Gogh had connections with other artists with Paul Gauguin and so on he didn't grow in a vacuum right no, we don't. And also, you see, the internationality helps because if you travel a lot, um, you're exposed to different cultures, different people, different foods, different smells, different things that really all become part of you and then that comes out in your photography. And uh, if we are just exposed to, you know, a couple of Netflix shows at night, it doesn't quite work the same way <laughs> as going out. And I don't mean that it's essential to travel for your photography to grow, but to meet with other people that do different things, that's, that's important. And so um, the personal, in-person, say, connections that can happen at um, workshops, for instance, where photographers come together and are always really energizing, very inspiring, and you come home with lots of ideas, or uh, meetups in your city, or even creating personal projects with somebody else, making a course with somebody else, or creating a project with somebody else, and just having uh, some kind of creative interaction with other people. Um, I, or just meeting with other friends, photographers, and create some, you know, meaningful friend. Not just to get together and network. That's the. There's been a lot of this. Oh, you need to get in you know, the network groups when people go, and their only aim is just to promote themselves to that group mm -hmm. and try to sell something to that group. And everybody's doing that. And there's groups that charge an awful lot of money for it. And a lot of people are sucked into it, but nobody's really interested in you. They're interested in promoting themselves, just like you are interested in promoting themselves. 
so the, it needs to be the other way around. There needs to be a a, ser- a a sincere interest in people because people feel that. And if I know that somebody's befriending yes. me just because, what's going on? Oh, Siri. <laughs> That's funny. I must have said something. <laughs> so I say, yes, what's that? Okay. So anyway, um, if you, it was trying to be friendly with me, see? Um, if you are just uh, being friendly with people because you want something from them, they will feel it. And it's an empty connection. Um, and I and I feel it when people try to be friends with me because they want something from me uh, or they want free time or they want free advice or something. And I'm, but I'm always thinking uh, I'd rather give out more and uh, rather than, you know, say no and be closed in because usually um, a mindset of, of abundance usually brings it back. If I give you something, you may not give it back to me, but someone else will. It kind of always comes back. So yeah. I, I, I rambled a bit, but the point of this being a sincere interest in people is key. Yeah. And you're just doing it to build a network and uh, you just want to promote yourself. It's not going to work. No, I think there are many ways to be connected to create relationships and networks. Uh, and I, I often hear people talking about those networking events where you go and people are just busy promoting themselves and they just count the, the success of the event in terms of how many business cards they were able to give out, which I think, uh, yeah, I, I never had the uh, opportunity or the, the bad luck of being part of such an event. I can only relate what people say. I can just imagine that definitely is not what uh, what we are talking about. Um, on the other hand, yeah, I said, I see artists are very often introverts. We are afraid of uh, putting our work out, which makes it harder for uh, to, to be, to create connections and networks. Uh, there's also a lot of, uh, I'd like to, to go back maybe later to this uh, topic of uh, good ways and bad ways to network. But uh, another thing I wanted to remark is the fact that mm, there's, there's social media, right? Social networks, uh, whether they are real or virtual, especially virtual social networks today, uh, there's kind of a backlash. People say, oh, I don't want to be on social media anymore because it's all negativity and uh, it's just a waste of time and so on. We're probably going a bit too far in, in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's not good to be totally absorbed by, absorbed by social media, but completely shunning it, I don't think it works either. I mean, it's uh, me, me and you especially would not be talking here today if it were not for social media. Absolutely. And I, I hear this a lot. Uh, people that work with me sometimes say, oh, I really don't want to, you know, be on Facebook. I don't want to be on social media because every time I'm, you know, I go in there sometimes and all I see are negative comments and people who are just expressing their stupid opinions or they're just, you know, berating other people or whatever. And I go, you know, Social media is a parallel world. And just as I choose my friends in the real world, I choose my friends on Facebook. And actually, I'm even more vulnerable to this because I actually accept friendships and I'm personally friends with everybody inside, outside the box, for instance, both the English group and the Italian group. I make sure that we connect, that we 
you know, say hello to each other at least when they come in. And so they're all, you know, they're all people who see my posts and I see theirs. But of course, if somebody, if there's somebody I don't like, I can stop them, block them. I don't have to, you know, be seen or see their stuff. So we have a lot of power over who actually ends up on our page or not. And this thing about seeing just bad and negative stuff means you don't have enough good people around. Go look for those. <laughs> just, you know, build up better connections and, and cut off the bad ones. But to actually believe that we can be uh, doing business especially, but even if you don't do business and you just want to build a following, you know, you're an artist, you're doing photography, even if it's not your job, you want to, you know, have your photos out there and you want people to see them. And we talked about this before and having the recognition that you can, you know, deserve for all your hard work. To actually think that you can do this in 2019, without social media, without being on, you know, Facebook and Instagram are, whether you people like it or not, a parallel world that we inhabit. Now you can um, be locked up in your room and never show your face, or you can be out hanging out with the cool guys. I'd rather, you know, be out with people that are uh, positive, creative, inspiring, I get a lot of uh, really good interactions on social media, the groups that I'm in, are really, really nice, and some groups are not, and I just leave. It's, I don't have to read stuff that I don't want to. So I see this as an excuse uh, most of the time. Uh, there's a bit of laziness, there's a bit of shyness, there's a bit of you know fear of showing up, all of that stuff put together, and one says, oh, it's such a bad place, I don't wanna be there, but no, it's not, it's what you make of it. So no more excuses, really. No, I, I tend to accept, uh, I mean, if I got a friendship request on Facebook or a connection request on other platforms and so on, I would normally tend to look at them with uh, with an open mind and say, okay, I'm just going to, to look at this person's profile, see how they are interested in photography. Uh, do we have common friends? Are they posting something interesting on the stream or just... Uh, cat gifs and uh, political stuff and what that maybe I, I might not consider them but if i see that they are just nice kind people that are talking about things that are interesting even if i don't know them personally i'm uh, open to accepting a connection request now the bad thing that sometimes happens is that people will ask you for a friendship and you accept it and five minutes later you get a request to like my page <laughs> Yes, that happens a lot. That, that happens. happens. Uh, so I would suggest everyone, don't do it. <laughs> no. But actually, if somebody, all my uh, requests, I mean, all the people who ask me for friendship, and I get a lot of them from photographers, obviously, um, I go and I look, and if they're photographers, I will accept the request, and I will immediately send a message saying, hi, nice to meet you, how did you find me? Because then they will say, oh, I'm a photographer, I followed your thing, or I, we have so many friends in common, or it came up on Facebook things and I liked your page, Facebook suggestions and I liked your page and stuff. Okay, fine. You know, then you have to tell me something. And then if in the next breath you say, like my page, it's harder because we talked already. Mm -hmm. So you have to kind of have an excuse to tell me, like my page, you know. Uh, but they can say, you know, this is my page, you know, have a look and it's a little bit nicer it than is. just even if I initiated. But I think it's good 
at least I'm, you know, maybe I'm showing them how to do it. You know, normally if I ask for a connection, I also send a message saying we don't know each other, but I really like what you're doing, and you know, it, 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 I, I'd like to be in touch or keep in touch or is somebody we we met it somewhere. So yeah, I, I mean that, that's that's great and good thing. That's great, and so very few people do it. Um, it, it yeah. It's something that should be expected in real life. Yes. When you make a connection, you introduce yourself to somebody you don't know. And say yeah. thank, at least you say, thanks for connecting. Uh, I got to know you. I find your profile this way, and so on. Um, so sometimes I, if people ask me for a connection, I take they, they don't say anything because I know it's not usual. I initiate the conversation myself. And I say, do we know each other? Thanks for asking for a connection. Do we know each other? And so on. And if they don't reply, then it's a good hint that I should probably cut them out. Yeah. Yeah. So don't don't be shy. Just uh, I mean, it's all about conversations. Yes. Between humans, be behind uh, the avatar, uh, we're all human. Uh, we should try to to keep being human. Yeah, I always think that a rule, a good rule of thumb, is to treat you know, Facebook or, you know, like any other place. If I walked into a shop and I met somebody and we started, you know, we'd, we'd exchange a few words or something, you know, sitting at a hairdresser or something, you know. So you, you could use it in the same way. And um, don't be shy to say hi or send a message or make a, a comment about how we met or all of that. It's all useful. Well, what happens is like now I have like 10 or 15 friends requests waiting mm -hmm. because I didn't have time to go in, look at their page and then send them a message and say, you know, this, that and the other. Sometimes if I don't have time because I'm busy and I don't really go into Facebook, I go into my groups to answer questions, but if they, you know, but I don't go onto my page so much. So sometimes people wait for days before I answer the friends request. I mean, it's not because I'm trying to be precious, but it's because I do like to, I don't like to just click confirm, confirm, confirm without even knowing who they are. That's mindless, you know, and it, it, I don't need to grow a number of requests. So yeah, so if, if, you, if you're there, wait a second, I'll get to it. <laughs> Good. Now, what I wanted to say is that I, um, what I, that what the thing that I don't do enough is being sincerely curious about other people, uh, asking questions about themselves, uh, especially in a conversation. You know, and I do this in real life too. I I tend to talk too much about myself. I find, and this is not because I'm so full of myself, but quite the opposite. It's because I'm shy. I, I feel I'm feeling that by asking other people too much about their own lives and so on. I'm kind of intruding. And I think they might not want to talk about that specific aspect of their lives and so on. But but I think that's a mistake and I need to cure myself of that mistake. I think it's important to be honestly, sincerely curious about other people's life. Uh, what did you do? What's your hobbies? What are your passions? What do you think about this? What was, uh, how was your day and so on? I think it, there's a, a difference, you know, I. I am sincerely curious about people. I like people a lot, and that's why I do what I do, and I love coaching because I love people. But the I don't ask a barrage of questions. 
You no. know, if you no. if you ask somebody about, you know, what kind of photography do you do, then one thing leads to another. They're going to tell me about it. I'm going to tell about some of my things, and there's going to be a conversation that leads on to other questions back and forth. I don't just say, oh, you know, what do you do, and 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 how do you do it, and this. Because yes, if you're just asking questions, then people are thinking like, well, is this an interview or is this, you know, <laughs> is this question time? Um, but people do like to talk about themselves. So to ask a few questions, to share a bit about you, enough to get them open up a bit and and um, and and be willing to talk about their side of whatever whatever topic you're talking about. That really helps. And sometimes I can just, you know, shut up and listen, which is very nice. <laughs> yeah, listening is important. And that, that's what I don't do enough. I just, today a person, I, I've seen her uh, after a few months, we didn't see each other. And she asked me, are you going to do any travel? Do you have any travels coming up? And I said, yes, I'm going here, I'm going there. And then right now, only now I realize I should have just asked her, what about you? <laughs> and I didn't. <laughs> and I don't know why, just because I I feel like I'm intruding in their life. But that's that should be just be normal. So that's my, my recommendation. And I should be the first one to uh, to take it <laughs> because I'm not taking it is to be curious about other people. It's OK, which doesn't mean, of course, as you said, just doesn't mean give, doing an interview. But it just means uh, uh, feeling making them feel important. Yeah. Because you are sincerely curious about their life. And people like to talk about themselves. That's uh, that's the best way to put people at ease. Yes, yes. That's sincere interest. That's what it is. And you can't really fake it. So if you don't feel it, how do you make it up? You know? And it really is a little bit of a... Well, it is a mindset thing. And to realize that... Um, you do need the interaction, you do need the input from other people to do whatever you do better. And so when you start thinking of, thinking of it this way, um, then, the, the, then the interest comes, you know, you are interested. Even if it's just on one thing, you know, about their photography or about their, how they what gear they travel with, you know, like for instance, you know, I, when people travel a lot, I'm always interested to know, and we maybe we could do a podcast on that next time, you know, what do you take with you? What is the minimum amount of gear? What kind of stuff, you know, what, why do you decide to take this and not that, you know, even just that is something that's inspiring. I learned from other people, little tricks and tips and stuff that have helped me minimize my gear and still be able to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And then it's just a matter of uh, you find out about their character. There's somebody who brings 85 lenses and four bodies and three tripods and, you know, <laughs> all these things because they have to have everything. Uh, or me who goes away for three months with one lens and one body and just, you know, and a phone. <laughs> and kind of, it works anyway. So um, it's it's interesting to see just just to to ask about all sorts of things and um and the right questions come yeah. at the right time um we're talking about asking which can be questions but you can also ask for favors so you i think you, you said that before people who just uh, uh, asking for a favor straight away might be a little bit uh, off-putting to many people 
and it, it shows that you're just interested in a connection because you're you want something in return um, which is always uh, not always so have um, I'm reminded of this uh, uh, have you seen the that movie which was the the title Glengarry Glen Ross I it's, haven't actually oh. it's, it's old and very good it's very good and there's this uh, great scene where there is Alec Baldwin with this master salesman and he goes to this uh, office where there are people are real estate salesmen and he's giving them a, a talk about on how to properly sell and he has this mantra that he, he shows on the turns a, a blackboard and he shows his mantra and his mantra is ABC which stands for always be closing you should always ask for a close of the deal a close of the sale <laughs> right so uh, i like to turn it on its head a little bit and i i did it when I, in a slide that i presented at the conference a couple of years ago and i changed that into abg which is always be giving yes so yes. you should come into a new relationship with uh, with the idea what what can i contribute to this relationship and the first thing you should ask is not, can you do this for me? But you should always ask, what can I do for you? Yes, yes. And it's a concept also of paying things forward. You know, it's it's sometimes you do some things and, you know, that person may give it to somebody else. I always find that I receive so much. And um, so it's not a problem for me to give out. I In terms of, you know, advice and support and, you know, especially... I've had very close friends who really helped me through very hard times. And so I know what it means and, you know, how to, people have all sorts of difficulties. Like, for instance, I'm one of those people that if somebody out there is not very nice, I never think, oh, what a jerk. I think, you know, what's happened to this person today? Mm -hmm. You know, my first thought is like, we all have bad days and it's okay. And I've been grumpy, you know, sometimes. So um, it is a, a matter of how you put yourself out there and how you, yeah, it, it's a mindset thing, really. Yeah. You want to tackle the day. The always be giving is a, is a really, really nice thing. But also, one thing that I teach in my <laughs> lectures is um, don't be afraid to ask, because mm -hmm. it's true. I mean, being polite and asking nicely in a way and not taking advantage of a situation or, you know, just blurting. I'm just, you know, here's my, you know, give me your connection and can you do this for me? That's not very nice, even if you meet somebody in person, you know, that's not it. But generally people don't have because they don't ask and people are afraid to ask it's the other side of the coin some people are very blatantly brazen and some people never never ask for what they want and i think that if you don't ask you don't get and some most people are quite willing to help and um it's, it's nice to be able to you know do a favor for people so when people ask me or when people are in, in my courses and the groups, I always say, ask. You know, the more you ask, the more you're going to get out of this course. And, and some people message me directly and they just ask for something. And if I can, yeah, sure, I will, you know, I'll even talk to you on the phone. You don't, you know, it's not like, it's, that's not the problem. If I can't, I can't. But if I can, I will. And um, most people don't ask. And asking is a kind of a bit of a lost art, I think. Yeah, I think you're perfectly right uh, 
uh, there's another aspect uh, of this. I mean, of course, if you don't ask, you will never get. So yeah. it's important for you to ask. Sometimes you need something, so you, you gotta. You, you cannot just expect people to find out that you need something and uh, and offer it. So sometimes it, it's okay to ask, but it's yeah, not- and also sometimes people don't ask because they're afraid of rejection. Yeah. You know, they over. Well, you know, if you ask politely and you're not not in a bad way, the worst that can happen is this person will say no. I can't. That's it. It's not a problem. Nobody dies. <laughs> it's um. Yeah. The, the the other side of the coin, I think, is that uh, people really feel uh, when you ask something to somebody, that person might see it as a way to. Um, uh, that people like being helpful, right? And like to know they have the the power to help other people, make makes them feel important. I don't want it to sound bad because people are not just giving because they it makes them feel important. But that's an important, that's a, a relevant psychological aspect. Uh, if you ask people, you empower them. You make them feel important. You make them feel satisfied and gratified when, when they can give, especially yeah. if it doesn't cost them anything or very little. Yeah. So asking is also a way of making your connections uh, uh, feel good about themselves. So you should also consider it in that light, which doesn't mean, okay, I'm just going to ask, 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 because I'm, <laughs> I'm making no, those people feel good. But it. You know, that's exactly an, it. You can ask for something and get an answer or get, you know, even a connection may be born out of, uh, you know, someone asking someone else for something and then going on to more things. But then, of course, if somebody just asks and asks and asks and asks and never never gives back then after a while you know it's also good to say sorry i don't have any more time for you (laughs) because you're taking time away from other people who yeah after some at some point i think you should just cut the ties with those people that just ask 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 but uh, at the same time i believe you should not keep score you should not keep a tab like oh this person asked me to connect uh, them with another person and then since they owe me one i'm going yeah. to ask them something in return i'm going oh can you please connect me to that other person and they might not and there might be a million reasons why they they don't they might not feel comfortable doing so they might not feel that that, that person would take it well or the, the, there yeah. might be a million reasons why they they don't reciprocate so the, the worst thing that you can do is say okay I've given that person a favor, I've made them a favor, and now I've asked for a favor and they didn't give me, so we're not even, I'm not going to do anything for them anymore until we are even. This is keeping keeping score, keeping a tab, and I don't think that's productive. No, but you know, in the end, no meaningful connections and friendships are born out of keeping tabs on each other. <laughs> you know? So again, I think it's not common sense. And the way we should, you know, connect with, with human beings. We're all worlds. There is there is a saying in Italian that says every head is a world. Mm-hmm. And I love it because every head is really its own world, and they're all there to be discovered. So some are more interesting than others, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So don't don't keep score uh, and don't have an expectation 
of anything in return when you give. I think that that's very important to to consider because also if you have a constantly have an expectation of being given something in return, you will become bitter and disillusioned because many times you will not get it. So just if you don't expect it and you don't get it, when you get it, it's uh, it's gratifying. And when you don't get it, you just don't care. So you're not going to grow bitter because of that. Yes, absolutely. On, on the other hand, yes, you should cut ties with people who just, after a while, they show that they're in, just in there for the things that you can give. So that's probably, <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a fine line between giving and asking and it's not easy to to tread it i think it's something that uh... well i think it all goes to the concept of healthy boundaries you know so uh, there is there is that image of a healthy cell that has every cell in the body has a membrane and it and it gets it lets good nourishment in and there's an exchange of you know things in and out and throws out Toxins and things can't come in. I'm not sure exactly how it works. I'm no scientist, but the concept of a, of a not a wall but a boundary where you, of course, you don't let everybody run all over you <laughs> and all over your space, and you don't, you know, answer calls at three o'clock in the morning, but at the same time you are available and and uh, generous with your time and whatever is being asked of you, and uh, that. There's a good, there's a good balance there. Uh, in the end, I think it's uh, it's all a matter of empathy. You need to to empathize with other people. Try to put yourself in their shoes. Try to yeah. understand what they might, they, the reasons why they might be doing or not doing certain things. And I think it's uh, Seth Godin, who, who I like to to quote every time I can, who thinks that empathy is the number one quality of a marketer. You cannot market to people if you don't empathize with them. And you don't understand their desires, uh, their needs, and so on. Um, then you can offer them something which satisfies those needs and desires. Absolutely, and especially if you're in business, um, connections are absolute key. You know, people don't buy from people that they feel no connection with. We don't. If you think about the things you buy, the brands you buy, the the shops you like to shop in. It's always because there is a personal connection either to the person in the shop or to or to the value of that brand or to you know all of all of those things come into play, and you you don't buy things that you're not connected with. Well, tiny stupid things maybe, but you know in general we don't really we don't become loyal customers or or you know faithful clients of places that we have no connection with or people so mm-hmm. if you're in business connections are the first thing it doesn't matter how much marketing because you can be you you can be you know spread your message across the universe so everybody hears it but if you don't make one minimal meaningful connection you're not going to have one client it doesn't matter how many people see you so it's about being relevant uh rather than just be you know everywhere there's a there's a yeah yeah, um, I think we've, uh, we've rambled enough. Rambled enough about this topic, but I, I think it's really important. It uh, is, even though it's only tangentially related to photography and and making art. But 
Uh, it is, but as I said at the beginning, this, uh, I don't want to say, ah, oh, this is a scientific study, so you should all believe me because it's uh, it's a published peer-reviewed paper, but I think it has it has merit. The, the most successful artists are not those who uh, are original or creative or so on, are those that have the, the most and the best and the most varied connections. Unfortunately, maybe, because uh, people would think that, ah, I'll have success if I create the best art, but sometimes it's uh, it's more a matter of uh, of creating the right connections. And um, and we know, right? You said it, uh, you hinted at it, uh, and it's very important for me and you specifically for the type of work we do that people will buy from people they know, like, and trust. Yes. They will not buy our photographs or our services because they have the best. Uh, photographs in the world or the best uh, services that be, they buy us yeah absolutely like simon sinek says people buy why you do stuff not what to do uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it 13 went well yeah we survived. <laughs> that's all for this week uh and we just like uh, to encourage everyone to send us their feedback uh, at our website at closingthegap.live uh, like this episode like all the others has a little button at the bottom where you can just uh, click and send us a voice message or you can uh, uh, leave a comment in the comment section follow us on uh, various podcast platforms apple podcast stitcher you name it google play connect uh, with us you can find and connect <laughs> with us <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this okay. time you have to comment and leave a message. You have to because it's all about that, isn't it? Introduce yourself. We want to make connections. Great. So we'll see you next week. Next week. Bye. Bye. Have a nice day. Bye bye.